Hey everybody, welcome to the Feminization Boudoir Podcast. I'm your host, Kylie Gable, and this week I am joined by Mistress DJ. Hey DJ. Hey Kylie, what's going on? So, you are again a lifesaver. Um, we are having a pretty good, pretty good run this season, I think, with a lot of different voices and a lot of different types of stories, but we just all kind of came into real life interfering. I don't even know if I'm getting an actual paper, well, not paper, but an actual book out this week. We all have like, you know, stuff going on that's kind of interfering with this. And so you were kind enough to, to do a couple of, of short recordings for me. Yeah, it seems that uh, Teen Candy Apple Press, we've all got various things going on. And I'm always happy to chip in when I can. So, and they were short, you know me, and I like to do short audios, so. Yes, and I mean, you've been, you've probably recorded more audios than anybody else who records for me, but you really do not like my hour and ten minute audios. You know, it's, your writing is great, the stories are great, I don't even mind recording them, it's when I have to listen to myself and edit myself, that's when we come into trouble. So, yeah, so so these are, are stories from um, the feminization, the Force Femme Quarterly books, which I put out, obviously, four times a year um, with other Candy Apple Press authors. Sometimes I'm doing more of the writing. Sometimes we have some Sally, some Mindy, some Missy, some Pamela, some Claudia. There's a lot of different writers who, who've contributed to these, um, but we have, um, you know, shorter stories. The first one we're going to do today is probably the, it's fairly long. It's, it's a little bit about half the length of a normal story and it's called She Needed Models. And it is about a student at a fashion school and the fashion school just happens to be at a college where the student body is overwhelmingly male. And so it's hard to find models. And so she and her friends come up with a unique solution. Does that sound about right? That sounds accurate, yep. <laughs> All right. So here's She Needed Models. She Needed Fashion Models, written by Kylie Gable and published by Candy Apple Press. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved. I'm not going to be here very long. I mostly just came to tell you that I don't care what you may have heard. If anybody told you I got drunk and did anything to that girl, they're a liar, said Thad. Sit down, barked Natasha. What? He replied indignantly. As the president of the Alpha Sigma Tau fraternity, Thad was not used to being talked to in such tones. Natasha repeated her command. I said, sit down, and I don't repeat myself. The person who told us what you did is you. We have about 15 of your emails that show enough wrongdoing on your part and the part of your fraternity to get you both in a lot of trouble. Do you want to sit here and argue about who is lying now? Thad put his head in his hands. They had him dead to rights. Those were private emails. How did you get them? Unfortunately, were is the key word here, interjected Rhea. You could have avoided all this if you'd just done what we asked, insisted Natasha. Now that we know just what an asshole you really are, we want more. What do you want from me, he asked, defeated. Since you refuse to do the fashion show like we asked you nicely, I think we'll start with that, replied Natasha. 
She had a big Cheshire grin on her face that let Thad know that she owned him. I'm a guy, responded Thad. I'll look stupid and ruin your show. Not with those cheekbones, girlfriend, teased Victoria. You're going to be so pretty when we're done with you, Thad, taunted Katie. Now, if you'll follow us to my work area, you're going to get a crash course in being girlish, teased Natasha. Reluctantly, Thad followed Natasha to a far corner in the large sewing room. He was shaking like a condemned man being led to the gallows as he watched all the girls escorting him. The big communal fashion design room was drafty, but Thad still felt warm. The girls were well prepared and picked the perfect outfit for Thad's transformation. It was a short peach dress that hugged every curve, which Natasha had designed herself. Thad was one of the few guys who might be able to pull off such a skanky outfit, so they purposely saved it for him. If he was a little taller than the dress was designed for, it just meant that it'd be that much shorter on him. Take a seat, Thad, smiled Victoria, motioning to the chair in front of Natasha's vanity. As Thad reluctantly complied, Victoria sized him up. Today is just to see what we have to work with. We can't keep calling him Thad. He'll need an appropriate name for the program, said Rhea. Good point. Thad has always looked like a lacy, smiled Katie. What about Jasmine, suggested Victoria. Oh, that's a sexy name. I like it, said Rhea. Okay, it's settled. When you're dressed, your name is Jasmine. Don't forget it, or it'll get very unpleasant for you fast, warned Natasha. Victoria went on to work on Thad's face. She didn't shape his eyebrows yet, but she did apply liquid foundation, blush, eyeshadow, and bright red lipstick to his face. As she took my mascara wand to his eyelashes and made him blink, she said, I did the makeup extra heavy, and he doesn't have much of a beard, but if he wants to fool anybody up close, he needs to shave. The makeup will cover any facial hair well enough for the pictures. Hey, nobody said anything about pictures, stammered Thad. So, we're telling you now, snapped Rhea, handing Thad a package of pink panties and a matching bra. There's a razor in the bathroom. Go into the bathroom and take a bath. Shave your legs and chest, but don't get your face wet. If we see any hair, we won't be happy. When you're done, put those on and return. There's a bathtub in the fashion design room, asked Thad, disbelieving. People need to get ready for stuff, just like you do, replied Rhea. Thad took the items, dreading what he had to do next, but he shuffled to the bathroom as girls behind him smiled giddily and reveled in their newfound power over the boy who had been tormenting them. <laughs> this is going to be awesome, laughed Rhea. Do we have to worry about him running away? There's no way he could fit through that tiny window. And besides, we still have the emails, replied Natasha. When Thad returned, he was smooth, but the girls noticed that he had nicked himself a few times on the legs. His panties struggled to contain his penis while his bra hung flat on his chest. We need to get you some lotion for next time, and you need to learn how to shave, admonished Victoria. Next time, asked Thad dejectedly. Yep. Next time. Now raise your hands, replied Victoria, approaching him with a white corset. She placed it on him and began to tighten the laces up his back. This is going to give you a figure, so you don't just look like a boy in a dress. It's too tight, grunted Thad. Take shallow breaths. You'll get used to it, I bet. I have never worn one, laughed Victoria. Well, that solved the flat bra problem, smiled Natasha. 
squeezing the small mounds of flesh that the corset had pushed into Thad's bra cups. He quickly turned away from her. Soon, Thad had stepped into the peach dress and a pair of white open-toed pumps that was placed upon his feet. With the black wig placed upon his head, Katie made him spread his fingers on a nearby makeup table so she could coat them with a peach shade of nail polish that matched the dress. She stared in his eyes and saw utter humiliation. He had fallen a couple of pegs from that cocky, arrogant prick that the girls knew so well. With Thad's nails finally dry, the girls made him stand up and twirl. They were pretty impressed with how he turned out. As he twirled, Rhea pulled out a bottle of perfume off Natasha's dresser and doused him with it. Hey, that stuff's still going to smell when I get these clothes off, he complained. So? asked Rhea, shrugging her shoulders. You said you wanted me to model clothes. I don't need to wear perfume for that, protested Thad. Yeah, about that. It's not for pictures, said Victoria. You're going to be modeling in a fashion show, too. What? I never agreed to that. If you don't want to get kicked out of college, you better be ready to cooperate, warned Natasha as she picked up her phone. Thad soon had four phones pointed at him. He could do little, but looked surprisingly feminine in his peach dress and makeup. The girls made Thad pose for dozens of pictures over the next half hour. When they were finally done, Thad was exhausted. He wasn't physically tired at all, but he was so emotionally drained, he just wanted to go to sleep, or better yet, wake up from this feminized nightmare. Unfortunately, it was at this time Rhea and Katie began teaching him how to walk like a model. For an hour, he learned to put one foot in front of the other and wiggle his hips just right before doing a pout turn. Sachet Chante called out Victoria. How's it going? We have a lot of work to do, said Katie. We've got a few weeks. We can get him there. I suppose it's time to give you ground rules, Thad, stated Natasha haughtily. What ground rules, he asked. First, you need panties and pantyhose. You'll be wearing them every day. You can start with the ones you have on. However, you'll be wearing them every day until the fashion show, so you'll need more. You can borrow your girlfriend's or buy your own. We don't care. Your size is the ones we're giving you today, instructed Natasha. Oh, no. I'm not wearing panties every day. I'm not gay, insisted Thad. Okay. Would you like to wear a bra, too? snapped Rhea. No, I'll do it, whined Thad. You'll do what? asked Rhea. I'll wear the panties and the hose. No. I want you to say... I'll wear my pretty panties and pantyhose every day like a good girl, insisted Rhea. I'll wear my panties, my, my pretty panties and pantyhose every day like a good girl, stammered Thad. Much better, smiled Rhea, and all the girls laughed. I'm glad that's settled, said Natasha. Tomorrow's Friday. You'll need to be here at 6 p.m. What for? asked Thad in anger and surprise. You're doing a fashion show. Do you really think you'd only wear one outfit for us, asked Victoria. Thad didn't even have to ask what she meant by that. He knew. He stared at Natasha, waiting permission to leave. Go ahead, Thad. Take off. Just be here tomorrow. What about my clothes? We'll give them to you when you come by tomorrow, replied Rhea, digging out his wallet, keys, and cell phone and tossing them to Thad. The girls giggled as he left dejectedly. I wonder how he'll react when he realizes he doesn't have any nail polish remover, said Katie, giggling. About the same as when he realizes he can't get a quadruple knotted corset off on his own, I bet, laughed Natasha.
What did he do to that girl anyway? asked Katie. Hell if I know, said Natasha. Evidently he did something because he's worried he'll get found out. I'll talk to Kimberly. Maybe she'll want the footage of the fashion show, suggested Victoria. Just then there was a knock on the door. Natasha got up and walked across the long room to answer it. I won't be here long, said Mario Cage. At only 5'9 and 155 pounds, he didn't look like much, but he was the leading scorer on the school's soccer team. I just came by to tell you to fuck off. Sit down, barked Natasha. The school takes a very dim view of sports teams hazing the freshmen. This could go very badly for you if you don't play ball. Okay, fine, replied Mario, suddenly looking much less angry, but a little more dejected. What do I have to do? All right. And again, that was She Needed Models. And I want to have both of these audios up on um, Clips for Sale. I keep meaning to get back up on I Want Clips, but I have a feeling when I go there, I'm going to be very depressed. Probably. They um, took all the... They basically made us redo our audios, and if you haven't sold a particular audio in six months... That audio was pulled from the store, and then they didn't approve anybody's store for, like, six months. So (laughs) a lot of audios disappeared, and I have a feeling when I get back to my store, my store will be empty. So thank goodness for clips for sale, and I eventually will get back, and I want clips. I just, it's not my biggest priority right now. Has it, has it returned for you? Uh, you know, I I had the six-month delay like everybody else did. It was about six months anyway. And uh, when I went back, I had two or three that got uh, taken down from lack of sales, but it wasn't horrible. Uh, I, I ended up losing a few audios. But, um, no, my store is pretty well restored now. I got the paperwork in in a timely manner, and but the delay was just – it was a killer for me for customs there um, because you could not receive or do customs and deliver them through the site, which was a bummer. So, yeah, hopefully hopefully they get back up and running, and hopefully your store will be kind of intact. I hope so, too. And, I mean, I, that was a good source for me, not to the degree you do. You do a lot of them, but of, of doing custom audios Yeah. Um, where – you know, people give me a story idea, and I, I write the story, and I get some very helpful person, usually you, to record them. Yeah, so, absolutely. This is always fun, and, you know, one thing I like about customs, I have a, the next book I'm writing is probably a custom book about, uh, based on a Korean um, bra commercial. The One of the nice things about um, customs is not only do they help me because, you know, I get I get paid to do the custom, and if I can sell it, I don't have to charge too much, and it's kind of, kind of like a bonus for something I was going to do already. But in addition, it gives me other people's brains, so I don't worry about repeating myself because I'm doing somebody else's fantasy instead of my own ideas. Yeah, and you know what's great about it is, you know, if one person – has a fantasy about it or a fetish for something or, you know, that that's their flavor, odds are there's going to be some other people out there that enjoy the same thing. So you may well reach some people that had so far not been serviced in that fantasy. Right. There was um, one of my first um, commissions I ever had was um, a, a series called Feminized for His Inheritance. 
And it had some of my usual femdom feminization things, but it wasn't the type of story I would usually write myself. And I was happy because, you know, I got paid from the, the person who requested it. And I wound up giving him a big price break because I, it was selling so well for me. And I realized it was because it was, you know, a, it was an audience that, that was out there that I wasn't servicing with my own with my own ideas. So, you know, it was great that way. So the next story is is a much quicker one, um, and it was from the uh, Force Femme Quarterly that came out in March. And I I don't necessarily tie the stories into the time of year it is, but I always like to have at least one or two that are kind of tied in. And since it was a March book, it was about the snow thawing, and a um, a couple finds a handcuff key that had been in the snow in the backyard. And so I remember they were girlfriend and boyfriend or husband and wife. I think they were husband and wife. Um, she recounts the story of exactly how that handcuff key got there. <laughs> it's a good story. Glad you like. All right. So it's a sudden thaw. A sudden thaw written by Missy Powell, published by Candy Apple Press, copyright 2022. With the snow finally melting, we finally found the handcuff key that I threw out in the backyard. Do you remember that February evening? It wasn't really that cold for February, but boy, it was funny watching you hunt for it in just a bra, panties, stocking, and heels. Of course, I insisted sitting you down at my vanity, handcuffs and all, so I could apply your makeup and wig. After all, you never know who's watching. We have to always look our best. There must have been a foot of snow out there, and you were trying to find a tiny little key. I was nice enough to turn the garage light on for you, but I don't think you appreciated it. At least that's the impression I got from the panic in your voice when you're pleading with me about the neighbor's seeing. That light we have might be LED. It illuminates our whole backyard. I should have thought you would have been grateful for the help. I don't see why you were so panicked. It wasn't like your lingerie was pink or anything. It was very sexy black lace, a perfectly masculine color. It really fits you well, especially with a set of cutlets in the bra cup to fill you out to a magnificent B cup. I got such a kick out of watching you dig around looking for the keys. I really didn't mind if you were wrecking my heels with the snow. I cheered you on, even though for some reason you blame me for being in this spot. When you accidentally slipped on some ice and fell into the snow, you couldn't yourself up in your heels on the frozen ground with your hands cuffed. And I rushed over to help you up. I wonder what Jack Haywood thought of your cute panties. He was definitely looking out his window. Did he ever mention it when you were golfing? He might have let you use the ladies' tee if you'd asked. After you searched and searched for what must have been 20 minutes in the cold and the snow, you finally had to come in and admit defeat. I got you a nice fluffy pink towel and some hot tea to warm you up. Why did you throw the key out in the backyard? We'll never find it now, you complained. You're always so cute when you pout. I'm wild and impetuous. What can I say? I replied. Well, now I still need to get out of these cuffs and we don't have a key. I thought about this. We're going to need a locksmith. 
Yeah, of course. We'll need a locksmith, you salt. You don't want a locksmith seeing you like that, do you? No, of course not. If you cut these clothes off of me and wash my face, I can step into some shorts anyway, you replied. I can't do that, I said. That's my favorite bra and panty set. I'm not going to just destroy it so you won't be embarrassed. Come on. I don't want him to see me in your lingerie. Hmm, I said if I was deep in thought. You do look good in it. I don't want to look good in it. What if instead of taking the clothes off, we put more on you? I don't understand, you replied. I think if I put a dress on you and played with your wig, you could probably fool a locksmith into thinking you were a woman. Why would I do that? I told you, I'm not going to destroy my lingerie. With those cuffs on, your only choices are lingerie or a dress. I think a dress would be less embarrassing. How can you put a dress on me with my cuffs behind me? How can you put a dress on me with my hands cuffed behind me? I have a halter dress. It'll work fine. It'll look great with your coloring, I insisted. Of course, the halter dress soon included shaving your legs, chest, and arms. In addition, there was a nice spritzing of perfume, a few accessories, and some lessons in having a feminine voice before the locksmith came over. He couldn't help laughing, though I couldn't tell if he believed your charade or if he really thought we were a couple of kinky lesbians. Of course, I acted all embarrassed when I miraculously found the spare key. Again, I don't know if you believe my charade either. However, it was easy enough to get you out of the cuffs once I produced it. Getting out of dresses and other women's clothing? Well, you found that considerably harder, haven't you? All right, that was The Sudden Thaw, as read by Mistress DJ, and as written by myself. Um, my dogs are real hams. They are determined to get on this podcast. If they are not running outside barking at something, and we are recording this interview on Easter, so there are, you know, all sorts of people walking outside and doing Eastery things. And so the dogs are, seem determined that they are going to be on this podcast by barking. They've stopped barking, and they are now three feet behind me eating crunchy dog food. So if you're hearing that, they are determined to become famous. Co-stars of our podcast today. They really are. They usually, they usually are. They bark at the weirdest times. Um, so I did mention several podcasts ago that I, I've, I've kind of um, been, I don't even know how to describe this. Raina has kind of been, been, been pushing my buttons a lot lately. She has which you are you are very well aware of. And if you really want, um, if you are a, a submissive sissy like myself, when two doms are talking about you behind your back, that is the the, the feeling of dread you, you get. Um, and, and you two have had, had, have had some fairly healthy conversations about me, it seems. I will neither confirm nor deny that we're talking about you, but, uh, you know, you've been brought up a time or two. Yeah. So one thing that um, as a result of this uh, particular arrangement, um, I, I've noticed you getting quite a bit more dominant with me as well. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. 
I think <laughs> I think you've cut me a little slack lately. A little, a little <laughs> but I think bit. that's a, only a temporary reprieve. However, yeah. several weeks ago, mm. you um, gave me a task on Twitter. I did it, give you an assignment. Yes. And um, if you remember, listeners, if you remember, maybe two years ago it was, one morning, um, I can't remember what started it, but I kind of had a challenge to do a a song about feminization uh, to Kung Fu fighting. I don't remember how that started, but you gave me that challenge, and like, Two hours later, I had the whole thing recorded. <laughs> and it was good. Yeah, and it's been played on the show a couple times. So, after two years, I feel people's eardrums have healed enough from my horrible singing that, uh, you know, you, you, you requested a song to the Neil, Do- no, not Neil, Damon, Paul Simon song, 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover. Um, with the with the lyrics changed to fifty ways to from your sissy, and so I recorded it. I'm not one hundred percent happy with it, um, but that is because <clears throat> there are so many background karaoke tracks for this song, and they all have someone singing the background lyrics. Mm. And so you were constantly hearing, um, you know, don't, no need to be coy, Roy, you know, get on the bus, Gus. And so when you're trying to sing something different and they are, you know, doing that lyric, it gets, it gets difficult. But I, um, I, I do have it recorded and I, and I had promised it to you. You have not heard it yet. And I don't know if this is actually going to work. Um, and it might not. So if it does not work, we'll come back to this part. (laughs) (laughs) So let me see. I will play this off of my, uh, computer and we're recording this off of Skype. So I'm not sure how this is going to work. If you're going to be able to hear what's on my computer or not. The problem is you're stuck inside my web, she said to me. The answer's easy if you act obediently. I love to watch you in your struggle to break free. There must be 50 ways to find your sissy. She said, it's not my habit to fight or to nag, but rats like you are why they invented the forget. <laughs> Please excuse me if I brag, there must be 50 ways to find your sissy, 50 ways to find your sissy, I hear your shoes, make over your man and hop time to the floor, Lord. He won't get himself free. Give him the dress, yes. 
Instrumental the shades out. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> well, I like the little femdom slip up in there. Very yeah. fitting. Well, the thing is, I figured, you know, I I mean there were a couple parts to that song that really did kind of just like make it really easy. And that but then the names, the problem with the names were like how did you um like you you have like very few syllables to fit in a name and an accent. Right. And then, like, when I recorded today, I, I had, like, a line, like, pull up, have him pull up his hose, Rose. And I'm like, why didn't I just go paint his fingers and toes, Rose? Right. There were so many easier ones. <laughs> <laughs> I like the fact you were doing your own backup vocals, too. That worked well. Yes. I tried that because, well, I tried to drown out their background vocals, so... <laughs> Makes but sense, yeah, absolutely. That that's one thing is, you know, when you get a task, you do have to do it in a timely fashion, and that wasn't really timely, but I think we we knew why and uh the uh I hopefully the quality made up for the uh the due date. So Absolutely. No, that was exactly what I was looking for and, and I'm amused that uh you threw my line in there about you're the reason ball gags were invented, so yeah. I like that you stole my my <laughs> line for you. <laughs> well I, done. The, I, 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 love, I love mentioning that. I, I think, you know, that's one of those things where, you know, I, I when I get my, my sub-business card, it will, will say that on there. You know. <laughs> I'm the reason that ball gags were invented. I think that's bragging rights. Absolutely. <laughs> so thank you again, DJ. I appreciate you being on here and doing the recordings for me. Um, you know, Absolutely. in addition to everything else, in addition to everything else, we've got Easter, you know, so 
family time and, and all those kind of things to just, you know. Um, I think I'm actually going out to breakfast to celebrate Easter tomorrow, so that makes it a little easier for me. But, yeah. It's, yeah, I'm keeping it low-key, barbecuing tonight probably. That so. sounds good. <laughs> it sounds good. Um, but, yeah, so there's, you know, all these distractions and everything. But the other thing I want to remind everybody, just because I don't want this ever to be a surprise, is we take two months off, May and November, and uh, I'm expecting to have a really good audio by next week. Um, I'm not going to say by who, only because I don't want to uh, either um, build up expectations or else get her mad at me for giving her a deadline. Um, but I, but I do have someone who I think is going to have a really good audio off one of my newest books. And then the other thing is, um, you know, May will be off, books will be coming out and everything, but no audios. And then we'll be back until November. So it's not like it's a long absence, but I do like having a couple of months off during the year. I mean, 40, 40 episodes in a year is pretty good for a podcast, I think. I think so too. Absolutely. And plus, I think we are the only forced feminization podcast with stories on the Internet. I might be wrong, but I think that that is such a small niche that we are uniquely the only one. Well, and especially as the collective, the way you've set it up, where you've got all of us doms doing recordings and helping write and things like that. I, I think it's very unique. I think that's one of the best parts about it is the fact that we have it set up. So I have all these people with different voices and different personalities and can kind of tailor the audio they get to, to their own personality instead of, you know, reading, you know, cause like, like, you know, I, 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 you know, Shayla's got that accent that just, you know, it'll melt butter. It is, it is such a wonderful, you know, Texas twang. And Raina is really good with the laugh thing. And Jen is, you know, you know, so haughty. And I, I, I love the way that you just have this kind of. I think it's because of the, 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 the real, the more femme dom than sissy background. You, you've got a, a real. I don't want to say cruel, but it's just a real casual cruelty if that makes sense i don't know lately i've been hearing that people are terrified of me so there might that's be what i mean yes. I've seen this. <laughs> why i'm not threatening but no it's the thing is you're threatening without being threatening and that's very threatening mm, so. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> so yeah so i think it's really working great so i hope you're enjoying it too and i will be back next week i hope you will be too and DJ, thanks again, and uh, You're I, welcome and happy Easter. I'm sure we will have you back again before too long. Thanks again. Problem is you're stuck inside my web, she said to me. 
The answer's easy if you act obediently. I love to watch you in your struggle to break free. There must be 50 ways to farm your sissy. She said it's not my habit to fight or to nag. But rats like you are why they invented the ball gag. Please excuse me if I brag. There must be 50 ways to fam your sissy. 50 ways to fam your sissy. Try heel shoes, Suze. Make over your man and hop time to the floor, Lord. He won't get himself free. Give him a dress, Jess. Now you're making me fast. Lose the handcuff key, Lee. He won't get himself free. Make him a whoop his hose, Rose. Go and ask him late, Kate. Go time to a tree, Bree. He won't get himself free. Make up his face, Grace. His smoky eyes are a disgrace. Lose the handcuff key, Bree. He won't get himself free. That it grieves me so to see you in such pain You know I'd untie you if you put on that dress again I said I'll never do that And she began to explain About the 50 ways She said why don't we both just sleep on it tonight In the morning you will begin to see the light and then she gagged me and turned out the light. There must be 50 ways to leave your sissy. 50 ways to farm your sissy. Cry he Suze. Make over your man and hop time on the floor, Lord. He won't get himself free. Give him a dress, Jess. Now you can make him confess. Lose a handcuff, Lee Lee. He won't get himself free. Make him look his hose, Rose. Go and ask you to leave, Kate. Go time to a tree, Bree. He won't get himself free. Oh, make up his face, Grace. The smoky eyes are a disgrace. Lose the handcuff key, B. He won't get himself free.